A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Let's get them three, two, one, boom, Chad, and you are on. Chad, I don't think there's a guy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well-lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm more happier in the woods than you, bro. I just, I see you out there and it's like, you're in heaven, man. Has that been you your whole life? I, I'll tell you, Coach HP, um, you know, the, 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 the wilderness, the, the mountains, the, 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 it, that, that place, it just does a special thing to all of us, man. Um, if you can get this little black box, this little cell phone right here, if you can get it out of people's hands, you can put them in a place that they were. we were all designed to be out there, right? If you can get them out of these four walls, you can get this phone out of their hands, the magic happens, brother. And that has always been me. Um, you know, I grew up here in North Georgia, and and that's what man, this that's that's what I do, man. Um, I love the wilderness. I love being, and it's a lost art, man. It's a lost art. You know, people are forgetting. HP, we own me and you. We own millions of acres in this country right here. We are public land owners, and people have forgotten how to get out and enjoy that part of life, man, and enjoy what happens out there. And, and that's part of my mission, man, is showing people and teaching people how to do that. That's just a small part of it. Thank you for asking. Dude, I, I think you're you're one of the guys that I think has been bred for, for this point of your life that you're at right now, man. You have a super interesting journey. You have, in spite of having tremendous intensity, about yourself and what you believe in and what you can accomplish and all these things. You're super funny. You got a great sense of humor. You got you're so well-rounded, man, for this moment to accomplish all these things that you want to do, dude. When did you start feeling that you were it, man? That you have all these things that now is your time. When did that hit you? <laughs> to be honest with you, Coach HP, um, you know, I, I think. When did that hit me? Now, I, I really think that really hit me hard 
after I was medically retired from the SEAL teams, and by the way, I want to tell you, I am honored to be here having this conversation with you. This is a privilege and an honor for me. Um, look, I think that really hit me, like I say, when I was medically retired from the Navy. And, you know, I had a realization, man. Uh, it actually came through, through a vision that I had while I was laying in bed trying to sleep. And I could not sleep, and and I had this this realization, and, and that 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 I had a, that I had a new mission. God had a new mission for me, man, and um, you know, it it it, it just hit me, and I, I think that I may, maybe I've always had something a little different about me, for for my entire life, even as a child, right? I was the firstborn, I was the firstborn of all the children in my generation within my family. Um, I've always had to assume some sort of leadership position. Uh, people have always, uh, and I'm talking about my, my inner circle, people have always looked to me um, for, for things, uh, advice, maybe answers, uh, some, some sort of wisdom, right? So I, but, but look, man, I had the realization shortly after I was medically retired that everything that I have done up until this point was just to prepare me for what I'm doing now. In other words, my whole journey as a Navy SEAL, man, that, that, the, the only reason that, that God led me down that path is because he knew what he, what he was going to want me to do later on. He knew what I was going to need in my toolbox in order to accomplish the real mission, the real mission, man, which is, is changing the tide, changing the tide. We are, we're living in some times right now, brother, where, where people are, are hungry for 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 happiness, contentment, change, life, peace. People are hungry for that, man. And it's on us to deliver. It's on us, man. It's on me. I take that responsibility very, very seriously. And if I would not have been led down the path that I have been led down, I would have nothing for you, man. I love that. That answers your question. Oh, no, hell yeah. Yeah, it does. I love that. I love that. When you're growing down this path, it's interesting because it's doing what we do, Chad, is the best blessing in the world, man. We get to impact lives at uh, different places, not in an office, not stuck in a room, not having to meet a quota, all this stuff. But there isn't a real blueprint school. They go, okay, I want to be a speaker. I want to teach people how to run. I want to teach people how to live outside. I want to teach all these things, right? How did you get this in your head? What made you start to think, Chad, okay, I'm going to put something together. I'm going to turn it into a business or whatever. I'm going to speak. When did you start thinking about all this? You know, it, it really goes back to a lesson that I learned in the SEAL teams, brother. And uh, I spent 12 years in the teams. Three of those 12 years, I was a SEAL instructor. Um, now, it was very interesting when I look back and I analyzed my career and I, I come to the very clearly uh, clear realization that I learned more in three years as a teacher, as an instructor, than I learned in a little over nine years as a SEAL operator. So I learned more in three years as a teacher than I learned in, in, over, in almost a decade of actually performing the task as a SEAL operator. And so... You know, that leads me uh, to, to this this realization that um, in order to ever become the master of anything, 
You have to be selfless and you have to have the courage to become the teacher. See, it doesn't matter. I see a lot of people in this space, man, people that come to, to the experiences that I offer, people that come and spend time with me. These are highly successful people financially, uh, mentally. These are I, I, I take we, we only take the best of the best because our missions are hard. Um, and I, these people have done a lot of stuff, man. And I have got to get through their head this concept that no matter what you do, no matter what you learn, no matter what experiences you accumulate, you will never reach the top of your game. You will never become the master until you start being selfless and you decide to teach what you have learned to others. Now, that is the main reason that one of the main reasons that I do what I do. It's almost a selfish aspect. Right. Because if I would if I wouldn't have decided to create these experiences to launch these missions in order to become the teacher, well I would have just remained stagnant for the rest of my life, man. I would just I would just be stagnant. I would have never leveled up any higher than where I was when I retired from the SEAL team. I I, I just want to encourage all your listeners. You've all got something. You've all got an experience. You you've all got a testimony. You've all got life lessons that you've learned. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You are not only cheating the rest of humanity out of the wonderful lessons that you have to offer, you're cheating yourself. You are cheating yourself from ever becoming the master of your space, from ever becoming the person that God made you to be. I encourage you just launch, man. It's the only path to mastery is becoming the teacher. I can't agree with you more, Big Chad. I love it, Big Chad. I love it, dude. Chad, being your husband, I believe you're a father, correct? I do not have children. I do oh, not. I, we got to get I you got, some kids, I dogs, dude. Man. I got dogs, man. We're not getting kids. What's going on, Big Chad? <laughs> got to get you off the trail, bro. Come on. I'm telling you, man. Uh, you know, I tell everybody. Uh, you know, I, I, so to be honest with you, man, I've I've never I've never enjoyed being around kids. I've never until my little brother, which is my partner in Three Seven Project. He had two little. He's got two little girls, and he just had them. You know, we just moved back. I, I, you know, and I get to see them, and that's really changed my perspective on, uh, on on kids. And and I tell everybody, man, when God puts the desire on my heart to have children. Uh, I will heed that desire. And I and I hope and pray that one day I have that desire. Um, I feel like right now, uh, look, man, I, I don't I, I'm just getting started, man. You're I'm a baby. How old are you, Chad? How old are you? You're I'm a baby. How old are you? I'm uh 32, I think. Yeah, I think super young, super young. When did you start with the beard? Let's talk about that because I, I can appreciate a good beard, bro. <laughs> When did you decide, you know what, I'm going to grow this beard and I'm just going to let it grow? Talk to me about that. Well, you know, yeah, I really on and off throughout throughout my career as a SEAL, you know, we would we would have to shave our faces and, and keep our hair cut when we were back stateside and we would deploy, man. And when we would deploy, our deployments were usually four to six months long. So right when your beard would start coming in good, you know, that that four to six month time frame, you know, you're like, all right, man, this is starting. You'd have to come home and shave your beard off. 
So when they medically retired me, I said the last day of, of my naval career, I said, I will never shave my face or cut my hair again. And um, that was just a, uh, a, a promise that I made to myself. And, and, and it's be really become a, a, a big part of the brand. Um, hey, guys, don't freaking be ashamed of being different. Don't be ashamed. Look, man, everybody asks me, you, you want to know how to grow your social media following, how to grow your influence? You know the secret to that is just being you. It's just that that's the secret. I, I didn't even uh, uh, a year ago. I did not know what Instagram was a year ago. I did not know how to give a speech. Somebody walked up to me and said, man, you got to start an Instagram. I said, what in the world is that? I, I don't I, you, you know what, man? The, the, the secret to me, if you want to grow your platform. Is to, to not want the attention. Just be you. Don't seek the attention. Just be you. Just live an, an awesome life. Be unique. Grow a big red beard. Stop cutting your hair. That that's my thing, man. It's what makes I can't I can't hide anywhere. I stand out like a sore thumb. People come no, up to me everywhere I go, man. It's amazing, Chad. When not only not only the look, the vibe, the accent, you can't sell it, dude. It's perfect for you. Perfect, perfect. And I think this is your time because all of a sudden this like train like a Navy SEAL thing is very sexy now and it's very appealing. So good guys like you, it's green light to just win and win at helping people. When did you realize that being Chad is the best thing for Chad? Mm. Man, you're hitting me. I knew you were going to hit me with some deep questions, HP. When did I realize that just being Chad was the best thing? You know, that really goes back to uh, that was really a, a talk. I, I, I got what pops into my head. You know, Jesse, Jesse is yes. our mutual yeah. friend. You know, man, when I was medically retired from the Navy, um, I uh, I didn't know what I was going to do, man. I didn't even know I had a story. I didn't know that there was people that needed nor wanted any of the lessons that I had learned. I, I just didn't know that that, that, that was a thing because that, that's it, life. Your life is just, it just seems like life. The things that you've endured, they don't seem special to you because it's just a distant memory. It's like, this is, this was my life. This, I think I thought everybody was like me. Um, and I sat down with, I got the, I, I, Jesse had, had hit me up and, and I went out and spent a weekend with Jesse. Uh, I was, I was um, training him to uh, prepare for an upcoming ultra marathon and we hit it off. We became great friends, close friends. Um, and Jesse really showed me that I have a story. Jesse showed me that, that I have very unique experiences a very unique message, although it is simple. And, you know, when he explained that to me, that was a realization for me that, man, I can just be me. And there are people that want to hear what I've been through. And that was that's an epiphany, man. You know what I mean? So so that was that just been recently, HP. I mean, I could never have a met if you would have asked me to stand in front of a crowd of 10,000 people and give a speech a year ago, I would look at you like I was crazy. I would have said, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to talk about. 
I mean, right. you have to you have to come to the understanding that the stories that you have and the experiences that you have in life are valuable. As a matter of fact, they're one of your most valuable possessions because nobody can take them from you. They are with you from now on. And if you're looking to invest your money in something, a financial advisor would hate me because if you're looking to <laughs> invest your money in something, invest your money in experiences that are going to create stories and memories. That's the best thing that you can do. That's Chad, the that's, best business decision you can make. And I, I love these setup because listen, I'm, I had identity issues growing up, victim of sports abuse. My dad was beating the shit out of me when I was failing in baseball. I wish I could have been anybody but me. If I'd have seen you and I saw that beard, I'd try to grow that beard. And I'd try to be, and I have your accent. I'd be like, hey, I'd be talking like you. Just because I was just losing, man. I was losing so much. But I, I always felt there was a purpose. Kind of like what you told me. I felt this is happening to me for a reason. One day I'll be able to change this. When I'm an adult, I'll change this and I'll change it and I'll change it. And I learned how to hide in my head. And in the 80s and 90s, when you're getting abused... You don't have a TV in your room and your dad's always with you. Where do you hide in your head? And I said, don't worry. One day I'm going to, I'm going to get out of this. You mentioned a lot of stuff there, man, that I like a lot that you've said. I like that you said the story. Everybody's story makes it different, makes it special, man. You on stage. I love being on stage. I got lucky to see you on stage, man. Talk to me about that feeling. Your preparation. I could tell for everything is top-notch, but talk about you being on stage, man. How does it feel for you to be on stage talking to people? You know, really, um, I, it, it, for me, being on stage is, is, is not a, is not a, there's, there's no pride. There's, it's not a pride thing. I'm there because it's part of my mission and it's necessary. Um, being on stage for me is actually exhausting. It is exhausting because um, I have no other agendas. I have no secret agendas. I, 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 have, I, I don't have a product that I'm trying to sell you. I don't have, I don't have any of that, right? Uh, I, I have things that you can come. I have experiences that you can come and participate in. And yes, you have to pay for those. But I created those because you guys asked for them. I created them not be uh, not because I need the money. I live a very simple life. Uh, I created them because you asked for them, and here they are. Now I have zero agenda. So when I get on stage, brother, I am literally pouring myself out. Anytime I speak, anytime I lead a team at the basic course in the wilderness, anytime I lead groups and develop people. I literally, my main objective is to give you every single thing that I have. When you leave me, when you leave me, you should not need me anymore. My objective is actually to work myself out of a job as a coach. Yes, sir. If, yes, if sir. I can do that, I have hit my objective. Now, that's pretty counterintuitive to business. Nothing that I do is scalable. I'm trying to constantly work myself out of a job because I actually care and I have no other agenda. So when I'm on the stage, dude, it's exhausting. Now, one interesting thing, you talk about preparation for getting on the stage. 
Uh, maybe for, for being on a – I just got done doing a podcast with Andy Frasilla. Man, it reaches millions of people. Most people – I mean, I think people would be a nervous wreck walking into a studio like that, knowing you're about to give a talk that's going to reach millions of people. Oh, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? I might say the wrong thing. It don't matter, man. You you know what I do before I get on stage, man? I get I'm when I'm backstage or when I when I'm getting ready to go on a big show or, or or talk to a big group, I get down on my knees, man, and I get in touch with my creator, God the Father, Jesus Christ, and I say, "Hey, Jesus, just use me, man. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Let me know what, what let me know whatever this audience needs, just use me as your vessel in order to deliver your message." See, all that I, I'm sold on out on Jesus, man. All that I do, I'm trying to glorify him and point people back to him. Man, that, that's a liberating feeling, right? Because then pride's not involved. It's not Chad's message. Actually, everything that I talk about, the power of the spoken word, um, breaking things down into small digestibles, all the mindset techniques that I deliver to you are actually Bible-based principles. These principles are thousands of years old. We've just forgotten them. Now, if you live a hard enough life, life will teach you those principles. Because the truth is truth, right? Whether it comes from the Bible or whether you learn it through living life, all right? Truth is truth, but that's always my agenda. So I don't put a lot of preparation. I've actually never written a speech. I've never rehearsed a speech. Um, I have never uh, recorded myself giving a speech, none of that. And every one of my speeches are different. Every podcast I've ever been on is different. because. I, hey man, I'm just here as a vessel, oh, and I yeah. want to give you everything I got, man. That's a ve- I, I know that's different for th- than most people. Maybe different than what you thought you might hear. But no, that's, that's exactly truth, that's exactly what I thought I'd hear, Big Chad. I'm I'm loving this. Awesome, brother. Awesome. When you're driving in that beautiful new suburban, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Simple Life. <laughs> The new car, I love it. I love it. He's crushing it. He's crushing it. When you're driving to Missouri, right? What are you telling yourself, man? Are you like, man, life is good? I remember, listen, I was with you in Georgia when you told me that Andy had reached out to get you on the show and you were going to do that maybe a month ago. How, what were you telling yourself on the ride there, man? Are you listening to podcasts yourself? Take me to that drive, listening to music. What's going through your head? That's that's a great question, HP, and and you know, it, it, and this goes the same for coming on your show. Um, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me how many people listen. I'm going to make the same effort no matter where I go, and whether it's to come on Coach HP show, Andy Priscilla's show, um, you know, whatever. Uh, go speak to ten thousand people. Go speak to three people. If I can make a difference in one person, if I can make an eternal impact in one person. That's mission accomplished, man. Everything I say is not going to resonate with everybody out there. I accept that. That's no big deal. I don't worry about that. Now, what do I do? Um, I like to get to know the person that I'm going to speak to, whether it's the podcast host or the audience, um, whether it's a corporate group or, or whatever. So, you know, I got to know you, HP. I, we, we got to know each other at camp about a month ago. We had a conversation. That's the reason I'm on your show, man, because I got to know you. Now, with Andy, I listened to a podcast where someone was interviewing Andy, and I got to know Andy a little bit through that through that conversation that I had listened to. So I'm trying to get to know who am I going to talk to, 
what what do I think what what do I think um, I have to offer to their audience or their platform? And same with when I go and speak, man, uh, with a corporate group. Usually, before I go speak, I just want to get I just want to have a phone call with the CEO or the leadership and say, hey, what are the problems that you guys are facing? Okay, and then uh, that's just in the back of my mind. That just that helps me somewhat for what little preparation that I do do before these events. Um, that's a tremendous help. So I, I could I would recommend that to any of your listeners that are in this kind of in this business that we are in. I love that. That's 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 very smart. Chad, I became popular. My thing is how I separated myself from the pack was my emphasis on relationship, especially father son relationship especially how that's important and how that matters and what really matters in that. I don't think your dad was in the picture. Am I correct in that? Um, so my, my, I did, my father, we did grow up in a home where we had, um, where we had both father and mother there. Um, so we did have that relationship in the home. Now I will tell you if, if we want to dig kind of dig into that a little bit, um, that generation, my father's generation and even my grandfather's generation, those guys worked, man. Those guys worked. Okay. That that's, that's what they did, man. We were, we were raised by our women, by, by strong women. We were raised by our mothers and our aunts is, uh, is how we were raised in my family structure. Now it's not that our fathers didn't care for us. It's just that, there's something about the culture, man. It, and maybe that's just a Southern thing. I, I don't know, man. Um, Did you hang out with him a lot or no? You know, I, 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 I would have to say no. Uh, we, Like I say, we, my, my mother was the one that took me on my first trail run. My mother was the one that showed me how to go out here and, and survive in the woods. My mother was the was the one that taught me the the foundation of being a strong person uh, from a mindset standpoint. My mother was the one that taught me that it's okay to be unique. Um, I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but literally when we were raised by, by strong women, um, that's just the way it was, brother, you know? And, and now I have a great relationship with my father now. Um, I will tell you, man, that, that, you know, there, there was, there has been a lot of the stuff that has happened. And I've never said this before. There has been a lot of stuff that has happened in my family. Um, not good stuff. Right. And, and right now I can't go into detail about that because I don't want to embarrass certain people, but understand that Families have struggles, man. And you look at me, you look at me as uh, uh, that I'm some big, strong, untouchable dude. Understand that I've been through some, some stuff, man. Some, some, some really, really, I mean, unspeakable situations within my family unit. Now, don't let that hold you back. Understand that you can rise above that, that you... I am an example of that. If I told you some of the stuff that has happened, 
You, it, would, it would boggle your mind. All right? But you can rise above that, man. I promise you. Chad, I love that you said that because I think, this is my philosophy, and see if you agree, the only two things you can control in life is your effort and your attitude, man. Mm. Family stuff, you can If you, there's something called, we call it, I call it the Cuban guilt, where I see people my age worry about their parents, worry about this. And if once you reach a certain age and the people who are around you aren't helping you, and I don't mean help financially, I'm talking about help you like just bring a positive thing, bring a good thing. If everything is negative, 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 it's a distraction to what you want, eliminate that. Eliminate that because, yes, you bring a kid to this world. I have a daughter. I have a son now. I'm going to hook them up. I'm going to be positive through the whole thing. But at some point, I got to understand that if I want to be involved in their life, in, it wasn't enough that I raised them and I had a roof over their head. That, that doesn't matter anymore. And I think our generation, parents, I'm a little older than you, had that thing over her, like, hey, I fed you and I bathed you and all these things, which is great. But at some point, you got to come as a as a good human being. Yeah. And, and and they don't talk about that. They don't. I think, man, I think we should eliminate almost 80% of math that we don't use, calculus, uh, um, trigonometry, algebra. Don't even get me started on algebra. And put human relationship 101 on everything, man, on everything. You've been something that, look, I'm super proud of you, man, that you've been very vocal on is in your marriage, you dealt with your wife with addiction. You've been vocal about that. You've talked about that. You've stuck around about that. That's not easy, man. 90% of dudes are like, wait a minute, you're not, you don't have it together? Peace out. I'm out of here. But you stuck with that, man. You deserve a lot of credit for that. And one of the reasons why I love having successful people like you on the show is to celebrate you, man. Because when was the last time anybody gives you any kind of love? It doesn't exist, Chad, because everybody sees you like this guy's winning. Now he's on Andy's show. Now he's on the Coach HP show. Now he's this, that. But, but you're a human being, bro. At the end of the day, you got feelings. That you come back. I don't care what you do in the world. You come back and you sit there and go, okay. Where is it? Where is it? And I've always said this, and I want to see if you agree with this. The most loneliest decision I've ever made, Chad, is becoming Coach HP. Yeah. Because I'm. I, it's not like, all right, Chad, let's wrap up this podcast. Let's go hang out, bro. Let's go play golf. Let's go uh, go to happy hour. It's different, man, because you're on your path, and it might take you to here, there. Do you feel any of that? A hundred percent, brother. A hundred percent. I go through. I experience or have experienced in the last year some of the highest highs and the lowest lows that uh, that I've ever experienced in my life. And, and you know, uh, I've, I've learned to accept it, that the, the fact that you can't go from peak to peak to peak in life, that life is a constant state of undulation. And, you know, when I'm in the valley, man, I, I've, I've, I've just learned to accept that. And, and that's fine. I know it's temporary, right? I, I know that I'm constantly, when I'm in the valley, I'm constantly looking up for, for what the next mountain I want to climb is going to be, man. Um, you know, and, and, to, and to be honest with you, man, I, I've, I've met some of the most powerful men on earth. Um, I, I've, I've been the, the personal 
uh, bodyguard for the president of the United States overseas on two different occasions um, and, and been around these people, man. And, and, you know, not just the president, but but other people that are extremely successful in all aspects of life. And uh, you realize one thing, man, that that they 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 got they got the same problems as everybody else, brother. And uh, and the higher you go. Right. The higher you go the steeper that curve is going to be when you drop off into the valley. It's just, it's a principle of nature and, you know, nothing in this life, coach HP, nothing in this life is going to satisfy you 100%. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how extravagant the holiday is. It doesn't matter what you accumulate materially, financially, uh, it doesn't matter how good you relate. You're never going to be 100% satisfied. You know why? Because we have a part of us that is eternal, that never dies. It's called the spirit, right? It's the God conscious part of us. It sets us apart from all other species on earth. Now, that's an eternal aspect of our humanity that can only be satisfied by a relationship with your creator. See, we were actually made as beings for an eternal place, right? I tell people sometimes, I actually told Andy on that show, I said, man, I said, I can't die. I'm on a mission and I can't die. Now I'm going deep right here. Hold on just a minute. These cats look at me like I'm crazy. Everybody looks at me like, I truly believe that. I truly believe that. There is a part of us as humans that is eternal. You want to experience permanent change? You want to experience true fulfillment and satisfaction? It has to be through a relationship with your creator. That's actually what we were created for, companionship. You think, hey, Coach HP, why do we have dogs and animals and pets? Because we want companionship, right? We have bred these, these animals to, we have bred them over thousands of years to live in our home and love us and care for us and want to spend time with us. You understand that's the reason we were created, right? For that companionship. And that is the only thing that fulfills me completely. That is what, when I'm in the valley, that is what keeps my eyes up searching for the next summit. That real and permanent change. I know this is deep, guys. I know this is hard. To understand, and maybe for some people, don't want to hear it. I'm telling you this because I love you and I care and I truly believe this, man. I love it, Chad. I love it. I love it. Chad, when you run, your beard parts. It's so long that it parts, dude. You don't think about you, you if you had a shorter beard, you don't think you crush all your times or no? Or or, or does that <laughs> aerodynamic no, pump you up? Coach HP, you talking about high speed, low drag, right? <laughs> oh, no, man. man. Uh, the, the, the beard, that's another thing the beard does, man, is uh it's it's actually so I'm a competitor, you know. I, I run these crazy races uh in excess of a hundred miles. Actually, that's really where I start to get competitive, is at the hundred mile distance. Now I'm talking about running 100 miles without stopping now. I'm not talking about stop and do half one day and half the next. I'm talking about and, – and I actually win these races, right? And, um, you know, people think, people think, how in the world can you run 100-plus miles? 
And, uh, and, and really, man, to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's all, it's literally all upstairs, man. Now you have to have a strong and healthy body, right? You, you can't have any pre-existing things that, that are, you know, are, are significant injuries. You have to have a strong and healthy body. But if you have that, see, you don't even know what you're capable of. That's the problem. You, you don't, un, you don't, you have no concept of what you're capable of. Chad is sitting here telling you, if you have a strong and healthy body that you can run over a hundred miles, you're physically capable of that. It's, it's, it's the mental part. Now, when I'm competing, when I'm competing, um, this beard, man, it throws people off. It, it messes with people's head, right? At mid-state mile. See, I, when I'm competing, I, Mid-State Mile was an ultra race that we did. I ran for 30 hours straight. I ended up winning against a, uh, one of the best ultra runners in the country. And um, look, man, when I saw my competition start to falter, that's when I showed strength. I had stayed in the back of the pack for, for 28 hours, right? Back of the pack, back of the pack. I'm just watching. Why do I stay in the back of the pack? Because I want to watch my competition. I want to watch when they start to get a little chink in their armor, right? When they when they step in just a, when their gait's just a little off, or they got a, a look in their face of of distress or, or or fatigue. I'm looking for that stuff, man. And when I see that stuff, I'm gonna show a little strength. And guess what that does? It crushes them mentally. See, I like to win. I like to win. I believe in life that it pays to be a winner in everything that I do. When I train people, it pays to be a winner. See, I'm not for this whole concept that every, I'm sorry, there can only be one winner. And if you want to be that winner, you better put in the work. That's what it takes. And it pays to be a winner in life. Period. Uh, 1000% big Chad, 1000%. Chad, you play any sports in high school? Not in high school, HP. I played a little baseball in uh, middle school uh, coming up, you know, and then in high school. What position? Give me what position in baseball, Chad. I, play, what I was position? catcher, man. Catcher. Look at you. Catcher. I How'd you hit? It, How'd you hit? You know, I wasn't I, – I would say average. I'm a, I was an average hitter. Um, I loved catcher because it was it was physical. Um, you know, I just it's I a like, leader position. That's a leader position. You know, catchers make the best managers, right? Did you know that, Chad? I did not know that, brother. So if you look at historically the best managers in baseball are traditionally all catchers. And the reason why that is is as a catcher, you're forced to deal with relationships because as a catcher, the most important relationship is the pitcher catcher relationship. So now I'll give you an example. The, the Atlanta Braves, right? Your hometown team. Yeah. In the 90s, the Atlanta Braves crushed. They were the team of the decade. Oh, I remember. You remember. They had oh, yeah. stud pitchers, stud pitchers. One of the reasons why I feel the Braves didn't go further and win more titles is because there was this catcher, very popular, named Javi Lopez, mm -hmm. who was incredible. The guy had 30 home runs, 100-plus RBIs, a beast. But... Guys like Greg Maddox and the pitching staff didn't like to pitch to him because they didn't like the way he framed or called the game. So they had this guy called Eddie Perez that hit 183. Good hit. But they loved 
pitching to him because the game calling, they were on point. Game calling is an example. If I, if you're the catcher, Chad, and you put down a fastball, I agree that we should throw a fastball. Yep. When we're not in sync is you put down curveball, and I'm like, no, no, no. So all of a sudden, we I have to start shaking you off, and we're not on the same page. So that's why catching is so important. That's why they become the best leaders and managers because, A, they're looking at the whole field, and you have to have a relationship with coach hp you tell you teaching me a, right you do you schooling me right now brother you just buddy, taught me something about myself that i never knew i would have never put that together man that's what i'm here for i'm here to figure out why is chad special where did where can we trace this back so that one person can be like wait a minute if big chad was a catcher and he's winning at life wait a minute i'm a catcher maybe i'm a leader too like chad that's all i care about man that's why that day when, when I came up to you and I said, we got to get you on the show and stuff, it's because I want people to be happy. I'm, now, there's different ways of being happy. There's different levels of being happy. I'm happy watching you win. That's my right. thing. It, the, the more Chad can win, and I hope you go on Rogan's podcast next, and then that you're that that you're at you the, the white house interviews i hope you win so much man it's crazy but that's me that's what separates me from everybody else what do you think separates you man of why you're winning from everybody else you could you could do a million of these now training things running things whatever what separates you chad First of all, what you just said was profound, Coach HP, and that is a significant separation from most other people uh, out here in the world today, right? What separates me, brother, is simplicity. It's got it's got to be simplicity. Um, you know, it, I, I'm I, I would say that I, I'm a reasonably intelligent human being, but everything that I do is extremely simple. I, I'm like a I'm like a pit bull, man. Uh, look, we got a business. Um, I'm not the guy that sits down and establishes goals for the business. I'm not the guy that sits down and looks at the money. I'm not the guy that's that 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 is 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 looking at the complexities of what it takes to run a business and a brand. My mind works in a very black and white way, a very simple manner. Every concept that I teach and utilize are concepts that you can immediately apply in life. See, I don't deal with theories. I, I, I'm, I, I am not some, some sit around philosopher. I am not a philosopher. I don't deal with theories, man. Everything is simple for me. Now, I tell you, these people, you, you, you know, my, my team within 307 Project, you know, they are, they are setting goals. They're, they're, they're um, building complex relationships, right? Um, but, but for me, man, I just want to be the pit bull, man. I just, I just want to, I want to, when, when they need something that needs to get done, Simplicity is beautiful when it comes to getting stuff done. When you can just one track, dude, this is how we do it. Man, they just cut me off the leash, man. 
and I knock it out and I don't even think about it because light, because my brain is so simple. So maybe that's it, man. Maybe simplicity is what sets me apart. Good answer, dude. I love that. Chad, have you been like that your whole life? That that simple, do the list, just keep it simple and I could get it done. Has that been your mindset? I have, man. I have. And, and I think that's what uh, that's a big reason that I that I was able to make it through SEAL training. You know, the interesting thing about me uh, going through SEAL training is I was again, I was not an athlete in high school. Um, I, I was a, a really a, a very below average student because not because I wasn't intelligent, but because I just never really understood school. Like you said, the subjects need to be flip flopped a little gotta bit. Flip uh, them up, never, we got to change yeah, that. Was never really passionate about it. And, um, you know, the first time I ever actually swam in a swimming pool, man, was to uh, was to go and take the, the physical standards test to get a seal contract to go in the Navy. And, um, you know, so so physical ability, man, it's like I, there was no reason that I should have made it through uh, the hardest military training on Earth. Um, as a matter of fact, we had a lot of classmates in SEAL training that were uh, Olympic swimmers, collegiate athletes, lifelong athletes, um, collegiate runners, the whole nine yards. We had all different backgrounds, extremely high level people. Well, we started with 300 dudes and only graduated with 18 at the end of six months. Now, I think what uh, allowed me to make it through was this uh, simplistic mindset. See, I was never... In SEAL training, I was never anticipating what was going to happen tomorrow. Um, as a matter of fact, when I woke up in the morning every day of SEAL training, my mind is so simple. I had only one objective, and that was to make it to breakfast every single day. That's all I was thinking about. Whereas you've got all these other really high performers, and see what happens is they've done all their research. They know what's coming in week two. They know what's coming in week three. And, 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 and they're, that's, if you know what's coming, it's going to pop into your head, right? And, right? and see, I never knew that, man. I just went into this thing almost blind, man. Um, and that allowed me, you know, that and, and, and I, I had a lot invested in order to get there. I had to have a heart surgery and I was kicked out of the Navy because of a heart condition and, you know, all this stuff. So I had a lot invested. But I also kept it very simple, which made every day, every moment of every day manageable for me. Um, and that's what allowed me to accomplish that goal. That's what that's what's allowed me to um, to start a business. Dude, I got out of the Navy. I, I was I had no clue about business, man. I was in the Navy, man. They they uh, they put money in my account every two weeks yeah. and the Navy was my life. I didn't know nothing about business, man. and. Look, man, we 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 made. Um, I, I'll tell you how much we 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 made over, about a quarter million dollars this year, first year of business. Beautiful. I'm not embarrassed to tell you how much we made. Now that you know, it it is what it is. Beautiful. That doesn't all come to me, but we, that's about now. Now that to me, that's pretty dang good, you know. And and all Phenomenal. it was for me was just launching, man. I didn't try to figure everything out right off the bat. I figured stuff out day by day as we've went in this journey of entrepreneurship. It's that simplicity, man. Chad, how did you start getting clients? Did people see you start reaching out? Did you have an idea? Okay, um, you know what? I'm going to put something out. How did you start coming up with the concept? Well, I, I think first, um, the 
people had to figure out who Chad was. And, and that for me was, again, having the courage to start sharing my story, to create this, this social media thing, um, and to, to just start living my life. I just, by, by nature of my life, I do hard stuff. That's just the nature. And, P, and, and so taking the time to post that stuff. Look, man, some of my Instagram posts, some of those posts take me over an hour to type out three sentences. That's how much thought I put into those things, man. Um, nice. So it's work, man. I mean, it, 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 it's work. So putting in the work. Now, once people started to figure out who, who I was, um, and you, you, we built this platform over the course of a year. I think we're, we're, we're probably combined between, you know, my social media presence and our brand, 307 Project. We're probably around 60,000 followers on Instagram. That gives you, that, that is your marketing. Right. That, that is your marketing, right? So once you have that platform, um, I felt like once I had that, I had a responsibility then to give those people that have chosen to follow me to give back to them, to give, to create something for them so that we can all actually become a team. So then it's not just them following me. It's no, we are a team, right? That's right. what I want. That's what I want, man. And that's the reason that we have the experiences that we have is because I want to get to know you. When I, I don't want you just to follow me. I want you to become a leader and be on my team and be on our team. That's what 307 Project is. It's a big team. It's bigger than me. The, the customers drive the products. You guys tell me what you want. And we'll make it happen. Chad, what, what services do you provide? Oh, well, the, I guess the, the, the one that we've, that we've really focused on in 2020 is called the basic course. And that's a three day long mission in the wilderness. And, uh, that's why I take people out. We, we teach all the hard skills of what it is to, I don't know if you want to say survive in the wilderness, but well, I mean, we're out there with a bag, a bet. We put everything we need for three days in our packs and we go out into the wilderness. So well, I guess we are surviving. Now we're not like, trapping animals and and like we bring food with us and that type of stuff right so I, <laughs> you're not <laughs> no it's, it's not that deep. day two day two you yeah. gotta pack a bear and how to <laughs> <laughs> so and, and along along with that hp along with those hard skills you know we had it the 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 actual content of the mission is structured to a point where we focus on all aspects of our body soul and spirit so we have lessons, we have teachings, we have conversations, we have all that stuff, right? Now that's very limited. I have a, I had over 500 applications for that in 2020. I could only take 48 people, right? They're groups of eight, teams of eight. Um, so we did six classes uh, in 2020, um, and we will continue to push forward with the basic course as long as you guys want to do it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's the main thing. And then we got the three or seven podcast. Uh, you know, you, you know what it takes to put out a podcast, HP. It, it, uh, you have to really enjoy putting out a podcast because it, it takes a lot of effort, man. And um, what's it, the goal of the great. podcast? What's the goal of the podcast? Do you talk about exercise? You talk about do you have guests? How, how does your podcast work? 
Well, you know, that's an interesting question, Coach HP. We we really uh, kind of the, the structure of it, you want to say the goal of it is to uh, the, the goal of the content is to learn how to master, nourish and maintain our body, soul and spirit, physical body. So we talk about health and fitness, soul, your mind, will and your emotions. Right. We talk about that. That's mindset. And then your spirit your connection with your creator. So we talk about all those things. Now, we may not cover all those things on every single episode, but there may be one episode about running, about health, fitness, diet. There may be another episode about mental toughness. There may be another episode that's about your prayer life and, and your walk with God. Um, I do these episodes called comms checks, where it's just me. A comms check, that's from the SEAL teams, right? Getting a, a check on your radio. Those are with just me. And then we have full-length episodes that are interviews like you and I are doing right now, Coach HP. Nice. How many episodes you do a week? Oh, man. Uh, I try to put out two a week. I try to put out a full-length um, interview style and then a comms check uh, every week. Now, I don't always hit that, but that is usually my goal for every week. I think we got 61 episodes so far, and uh, nice. I'm just so thankful for, for people just – You know how it is, Coach HP. When I started a podcast, man, I thought nobody's going to even – probably nobody's even going to listen to this thing. But guess what? I got to try. I got to try, man. And we just I love that. We just That's how you got to do it. That's how you got to do it. Chad, do you want a, do you want a TV? Um, I, I, we have one TV in the house, but we don't have any cable or, or anything like that. Um. You know, if we watch something, it's going to be a, a movie or maybe a documentary. Um, What's the last movie you saw, bro? Oh, man. The last Star Wars. Star oh, that's Wars, it. man. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Are you... Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to ask you a question. This is going to be good. Are you... So, do you like Star Wars? Do you like, like, Lord of the Rings too? stuff like that or no? I do, brother. I do. I love Lord right, of the Rings, right. Star okay, Wars, so all that. Okay, we're gonna stuff. talk. Okay, let me ask this question. Let me, because you can, you can understand where, where I come from with this. Okay, my whole life, I've wanted to be Aragon. My whole life, right? The king, the heir, the star, whatever. Yeah. When I started winning, was when I realized that I'm more Gandalf than Aragon. I can see that, Coach HP. I see can see that, brother. How crazy, how crazy is that, man? I and it's funny when I was acting, because I was six months in Los Angeles. I slept in a car when I went to to try to act in Hollywood to leave Miami and live in Los Angeles. I didn't know a single person. I slept in a car. And I got saved by a there was an acting class that I'd saved up money for. And there was a very famous professor created something called the Groundlings. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow, Will, Will Farrell, Phil Harmon, the guy who's a legend in improvisation. Big improvisational teacher. He created the Groundlings. And the first class that I went to him, Big Chad, this dude's wearing a Houston Astros retro baseball jacket. And he does a baseball analogy. And I'm like, oh, I got this guy. You know, there's no coincidences in life. And I learned to see like, Wow, that's funny. How how would I connect with this guy? And then I lived with him for a little bit. Him, his wife, and his four snow dogs, which was the dirtiest, 
most the hair everywhere was disgusting. To me, I thought I was out of four seasons, Chad, only because I was learning and I was so obsessed with learning. I learned stage presence and I didn't know I would be a speaker way later in life, but I got to learn from the best 24-7. I don't have any money. I would wash his car, cut his grass, drive the old man around everywhere in exchange for learning and learning and going to class every single day, go to class. I didn't have a job. I go to class, go to class, go to class. And there was a guy in his class who was a line producer in Hollywood, had done shows already. And this is why you mentioned God and you mentioned the signs of life. This is so interesting, man. I was 26 at the time, 26 years old, desperate. There was no YouTube. There was no this. I couldn't have connected with a guy like Chad. And even I'm in Hollywood where everybody's fighting for themselves. And I noticed this guy, he, he recommended this book called The Last Lion. And the book was The Life of Winston Churchill. And he's like, dude, I, I think you should read this book. This will be real good for you. Chad, this fucking book is like this big, bro. And like mm -hmm. British stuff. I go, there's no way I'm reading a book. I got it. I wanted to make it so bad. You know, it's like if you told me right now, Hector, you know what? Uh, you should uh, go eat, uh, I don't know, um, rocks. I'll be like, oh, dude, I got to eat rocks. Chad said I got to eat rocks. You know, when you, when you wanted something so badly <laughs> that whatever. Yeah, okay. So here I come and I grab this book. But what was interesting to me about this book is I go, I hate reading. How am I going to, I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to read this book. But as I flipped to the, to the book and I started reading it, I found the answer of what the message was in page number two. And the oh, message shit. was, you're going to find this exciting. So I'm reading this book and the book starts talking about Churchill, blah, 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 blah. before it goes to like biographical, it goes to kind of his whole life. And it said that at the time when Britain or the world needed a guy to fight Germany, to fight Hitler. Here was this guy who stood in the shadows of parliament for 45 years, Chad. He stood there for 45 years just being himself, being himself, being himself. Being himself. Oh, now you need me. Here I come. At 70-something. Mm. When I read that, Chad, you know what I said myself? I said, that's God telling me, buddy, you're going to have success later in life. I swear. I, it got to me go, oh, okay. I'm going to win later. I'm not going to win right now on paper, you know? I wanted to share that with you because I, I felt that was, yeah, man. And you being, I know you had your story when you prayed and you were at that evil haunted house place in a, when you were out there with your guys. Yeah, man. I see a lot of that. We don't listen. Every time somebody talks about, and I, I don't like this at all. Every time somebody talks about religion or how they feel or their passion for it or their passion for the universe or their passion for spirituality or their passion for God or their God. It's almost like everybody excuses themselves. It's like, okay, here's a disclaimer. I'm not crazy. I'm not a preacher. I hate that. I yeah. wish everybody said, you know what? This is how I think you don't like it. That's on you. But I wish people would talk about that. Like you sport your beard. Hey, you don't like this long beard, dude. I ain't for you. And let's keep it going. You know, you yeah. see that a lot. 
Yeah, I really do, man. I really do. And it, it it's a pra- – and now I've even been guilty of that, Coach HP. I, I've, I've been guilty of that myself. And, uh, and and I've gotten a lot better at it. And, you know, I, I think that that, that is – a lot of people have, again, going back to those stories, a lot of people have powerful testimonies in them. And it's almost like they're waiting for permission from from somebody like me or you, coach, or or somebody. They're waiting for permission to share it, um, and and that's that that shouldn't be so. Uh, you know what what are you waiting for, man? Uh, God, if God has given you a testimony or an experience, like you said, I'm not trying to be offensive. I love everybody. Yeah. I love, I literally do, you know, I, because, because I've learned how to separate a action, a choice or a lifestyle that I might not agree with. I've learned how to separate that from the person. A drug addict is the prime example of this. One of the prime examples, somebody living under bo- the bondage of addiction I used to look down on, on if, if you see a heroin addict or somebody that's that's bound up, an alcoholic, somebody that's bound up in addiction, it's real easy to look at them and say, that freaking bum, that's because of a choice they made. They deserve everything they're getting. It's easy to despise them, right? When in all reality, there is a beautiful human being there. I promise you. They're they're just they're they're bound up and you have to learn how to separate those things from the human. That's what allows me to love everyone. Now, I'm not the type of of Christian. When I say Christian, all I mean is a follower of Christ. I don't I don't identify with any denomination. I I actually don't even go to church. Uh, We are the church, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I. Look, I'm not that type of guy that's going to shun someone that lives a lifestyle that I might not agree with. I'm going to love them, man. I'm going they're going to come in my home and eat dinner with me. That's what Jesus did. And he got attacked for it. Yeah. I, I yeah. I've gotten attacked for going on podcasts where there's cursing. Going on to people's shows to share my faith amongst men that are cursing and using foul language and profanity. And I have had people reach out to me and say, I don't, how could you go on that show? How could you sit and listen to this talk? I'm like, are you kidding me? Jesus got attacked for the same thing. He was eating with the tax collectors and the sinners. He, he went and ate dinner with them, man. And all the religious folks, what did they do? You know what he said? I didn't come here. The healthy people don't need a doctor. The sick people's the ones that need help. How do you help them? By showing up yeah. and living a, a, a life, living leading by example. You don't have to tell them that they're wrong. Now, when they come to you and they're ready to have what you have, and they say, hey, can you help me? That's when you can give them a little guidance because they they prepared themselves for that. They're ready for that change. Attacking people accomplishes nothing. 
nothing, man. And I, and that's something we do. It's like if we don't agree with something or it ain't our thing, we don't give people benefit of the doubt, we don't talk about it, it's literally attack. And that's that's something that we got to fix. That's something we got to fix to help unite people. Wednesdays, are you still doing with Jesse the coaching? Yeah, man. We do 30 days of excellence on Wednesdays. That's a good time, man. That's a, that's a good time. We talk, we have guests on, we talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, we just, it, we have a blast. We're real, man. Just like you, uh, HP. We're real. Dude, I, I, I'm telling you, I know it's you, Jesse, and the third person is the, the Mark trainer, Brown. right? Mark Brown. Uh, uh, Mar I yeah. told Jesse we, we need a we need a Spanish dude in that mix, man. We're missing the Latino guy, bro. <laughs> dude, we got to get you on one night, HP, for real, man. I, I'm gonna, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna bring that up to Jesse this week, man. We got to get you on one night. He, he We'd told love me. that, he, brother. He told me, Chad. I I think, man, that listen, you've been doing now. How many how many times have you been interviewed now? I, I, to be honest with you, I, I have countless, no clue, right? Coach HP. Countless. Yeah, it's, it's been yeah, a countless. lot, brother. We've been talking here for an hour, three minutes. feels like we just started, right? That's wild, ain't it, brother? It's the best. Why do you think, what do you think makes a good interview, man, in your opinion? Because now you've been, you do some interviewing, you see some stuff. What do you think makes a good interview? You know, I think one thing, uh that that i think i uh, probably the main thing man is just uh it's just showing up and being real just showing up and being real you know when when i anytime i come on an interview uh you know it is uh, my 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 objective again is never to sell you anything or brag on myself my example is my my objective is just to be me and 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 give you the things that i have and and that always works out for me um, and, and people seem to like the interviews that I do. I, I don't, you know, I, when I go, actually, when I usually, when I go do interviews, the best interviews that, that get the most response from, from people are the interviews when I feel like I'm a little off. That's weird. Really? How, how do you even explain that? So I'll go do an interview with somebody and I, I, you know, my buddies will call me up. How'd the interview go? I'll say, man, I just didn't, I just felt off. I just, I felt I should have said this different. I should have said, talked about this. I, and, and, and then it'll, the interview will come out and people will talk about this is the, the literally the best thing I've, I've heard in, in 2020. And I'm like, well, that's strange, man. And, and maybe that's just me being me. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Chad, what's your favorite type of music? Mm. Man, I love some bluegrass music. Um, I love stringed instruments. Uh, Who's your favorite bluegrass singer, band? Is there somebody that sticks I, I, I would have to say Ralph Stanley. Ralph Ra Stanley. Ralph Stanley. I never heard have of Have you Ralph. ever seen the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No. Okay. Well, you need to watch I'm not telling you what to do, HP, but if you get an evening off, watch <laughs> Old Brother, Where Art Thou? It's an extremely good movie, but Ralph Stanley did a bunch of the music for uh, for that, and uh, he's 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 uh, passed away now, but um, he's just got some deep, soulful music, man. Favorite I grew up in the Ralph, Appalachian Mountains. Okay, hold on a second. Favorite Ralph Stanley song? 
Um, you know, I would have to say it would probably be the 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 theme song for that movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And it's called Man of Constant Sorrow. Man of Constant Sorrow. Um, I would say my second favorite one is probably Ralph Stanley's rendition of Amazing Grace. Um, and everybody knows the, the, the tune Amazing Grace. And uh, the one that Ralph did on that was just uh, it's pretty impactful. You're the man, dude. Chad, I, I couldn't be so I'm so happy for you. I'm excited for you. Uh, the future that that's coming upon you, man, this is going to look like what you've done now, the lives you've impacted, the, the experiences you've created for people from a caring standpoint. Uh, it's it's going to make a difference that you have no idea what's, what's coming, man. I wish you the best health. I wish you Godspeed with your with your mind and keeping it calm and what you're doing, man. I think that's that's so special, man. Before I let you go, anything for me, man? Anything I can help you with? Any questions for me? Well, I'll tell you what, Coach HP. Uh, I will say that I received that blessing, and I, I thank you for that, brother. And um, you've already done more than I could ever possibly expect by opening up your platform to me and allowing me to come on here and share uh, the things that are on my heart. I, I do not take this opportunity lightly. And, um, I know what it takes to build something like you've built and for you to open this show up to me, uh, to, to have me on as your guest, um, to pour into me, to take this time out of your day is, uh, is above and beyond what I could ever expect. So I cannot thank you enough, brother. My man, my man, you're the man. Chad, where can people find you? Give me some handles there. What do we got? Uh, I'm on Instagram at chadwright278, or you can uh, just Google my name, Chad Wright, um, or uh, our website is 3of7project.com. That's the number three of the number seven, project.com. When's the next retreat? So I just released the dates for the basic course 2021 today, actually. And I, I think the next one's in February, the next class. It'll be class 007. That'll be in February. I just put it out on the podcast, the 307 podcast. So if you're interested on how to apply, just go take a listen to that. It'll give you all the details. My man, there it is. 